0: good morning and welcome to let's talk gardening i'm earl coombs and we are uh february the 12th it's super bowl sunday as well lots of fun stuff going on and the weather's gonna be great we're looking at hitting around plus 10 today so a little bit of melting going on you can do some of that uh snow farming that we've talked about in the past or some of that uh nice white stuff underneath your uh spruce trees and along your house all those good things so you preserve some of that water so it just doesn't run down the gutters and all that stuff good morning terry and I, terry kepper's with me here this morning hey good morning merle how are you today man doing really good yeah it's a nice morning isn't it sunrise has been beautiful the last few days um i'm still living out west a bit so in the mornings uh catching that uh sunrise when and it's probably one of the best spots if it, if you're looking to catch a Calgary sunrise with the with the skyline of downtown just go up sarsi trail around that uh, 7 30 o'clock it's just it's stunning just beautiful Like get the uh, we it makes you realize how beautiful of a city we have in our skyline like it's uh it's a beautiful looking downtown, and then in the evenings you drive the other way, and you can see the sunset over top of the Rockies. So it's... has uh... <laughs> got it all there. Yeah, no kidding. We got the best of both worlds. So yeah, who, who says commuting isn't fun, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you try and uh, try and find some bright spots when you're used to driving five minutes to work. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden you're going thirty five, forty. Uh, you try to find some bright spots, and uh,
1: well, I so I get like I get that same ahead. kind of joy as I'm um, driving home <clears throat> um, into uh, High River. I sort of come off the highway, and I get that beautiful mountain view every time. And um, I've lived here for going on seven, eight years now, and I have to say that never ever gets tired. Like it just always is uh, absolutely, always, yeah, always is it's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and there is some stunning like going into Okotok's, uh, High River. Like when you look west, um again, very fortunate with our with the skylines that we have and the views and uh yeah, some of the best in the world. You just you can like you said it never gets old. You can just stare out there and it's just yeah. uh it's amazing. Amazing. And uh hopefully none of those uh cylinder orbs fly over us anymore. That's been kinda of weird <laughs> the last couple of days. Yeah. Um all of a sudden that's coming out of nowhere so who knows what the what the government has going on right now <laughs> the next phase of the conspiracy theory is going to hit us but we won't even we're not even going to go there because not go there. <laughs> uh, we have enough rabbit holes that we do in the gardening world we don't yeah. need to venture into that one we'll let those other guys deal with that during the week but uh it does make you go hmm a bit so that's all that's all i'm gonna say on those ones it's a some weird <laughs> stuff going on so um as far as uh gardening at this time of year i guess a lot of people are looking at getting their their seeds and looking at starting a lot of that stuff because some of the if you want to grow some perennials or or maybe you want to grow some big canna lilies or something some of these things you might want to get going a little bit early but if you, if you don't have to, we're still a bit early. Like February, March is kind of the time where you kind of set out your dates and and get rolling on a lot of that stuff. You can start some of the stuff, but you just got to watch. It doesn't get too stretchy on you um, going through this time of year.
1: Yeah, that's right. And if you do start that stuff um, uh, now, uh, like I've said before, always make sure that if you're going to do that, that you've got the right space and sort of the the, the right – uh, condition so uh, specifically light. So you probably will need to invest in you know a good set of lights, just so that things don't get leggy. Um, you want to keep those plants sort of you know um, tight and um, not have them reach and be just in prime condition um, yeah. when we do set them out
0: um, in the, the latter parts of May. There, so can't stress that and enough. And a little Here. bit of, and some air airflow is uh... and
1: airflow. Yep, yeah, a fan um some lights um not not huge investments in dollars uh at all nope. but um you yeah you definitely want to make cool sure yourself. that uh, yeah you want to make sure you definitely have the right conditions to be starting those things inside and yeah there are some things now um that we can start you know uh, i know lisa did a a feature uh this week on instagram uh with uh, at least a half a dozen things that we can be starting inside yeah uh, a few perennials like you said um even some herbs um, she even had uh, some strawberries on there. I see West Coast seeds have uh, a have, uh, strawberry variety that we can uh, grow from yeah, seeds. Yeah, so I that see them seed, and
0: I, I never really thought of strawberries as a seed crop, but uh, I I learned that actually a couple years ago someone came in looking for strawberry seeds. I'm like, in my head, I go, well, <laughs> you don't have strawberry seeds. Like this They come in little starters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like what are you talking about? Then I go yeah. look in the on the wall, and oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, we got them. We got them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know for myself, definitely a different vibe this week. Um, um, Just, uh, I don't know if it's something in the air, but obviously too early to starting thing, but uh, just these nice longer days. Um, And I know for myself, uh, just more and more of those gardening books coming off the shelves um, and uh, laying around the house. I think I'm driving my wife crazy with all my garden book piles but um yeah no
0: it's 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 exciting absolutely and you're you're heading to a garden show that's sort of one in in western north america that's kind of a sought after visit if you're a gardener you're going to the the seattle garden show yeah so the the northwest flower and garden
1: show uh in seattle starts on uh, wednesday the 15th so um I don't get out there every year, out this week. but uh, yeah, yeah going to head out for that for a few days and check that out. So uh, it's always a good time. Love getting into Seattle and um, not just the garden show, but uh, as you know, I'm a, I'm an avid visitor of, uh, of other garden centers.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, and Seattle yeah, has some great ones. Yeah. Fantastic garden centers out there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. know I've visited a few of them myself. And I, I even like some of the kind of, the, they have a couple of cool urban ones that are kind of in some of their, um, I guess downtown shopping mall kind of thing. They have a couple of garden centers in there as well, which are kind of neat. Um, but yeah, no, I've, uh, I've visited a few of those, but then the garden shows, and they'll be good. Now people are back out. Um, there'll be lots of people out them. They can get back to normal. They can, they can start doing those crazy displays. And, and that's one thing The Seattle and the Philadelphia show are two of the, of the bigger ones that, uh, um if you're looking to visit a a garden show, whatever, those would be ones that uh I would definitely recommend. They're they're both different, yeah. but uh but very good in their own way. So uh yeah, been, if, been if, to if you're looking to Yeah.
1: They're they're fun for sure. Uh sort of helps break up that winter for us a little bit, but they both do an
0: excellent job. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um so as far as uh, yourself, I guess, and and Mark uh, Trozo is going to join us here after the break. Um, he's going to talk a little pruning because we we get a lot of elm stuff going on. He's going to talk about some thinning out, some things that uh, we should be touching on on for our trees at this time of okay. year because it it is uh, um the, the certain certain jobs and certain maintenance with your trees and shrubs should happen at this time of year and got a quick text here max bell and i agree i've I've seen i honestly i would love to see the max bell parking lot um and the re- reflection of the building is so nice. that's a beautiful place to watch the sunrise and sunsets i would have loved to see like where they have all those warehouses built where the old firestone tower i, I it would almost be great yep. if they could move all those warehouses somewhere else and where that thing is and build the new Saddle Dome, build the big entertainment center there, like overlooking the city, um, man, oh, man, it'd be a lot less expensive than trying to clean up that remediation on the river. Now that's come up again. I would just, <laughs> let's relocate those uh, oh, those warehouses because they're in some pretty nice, valuable land and they don't need the view. Man, you could build a, a beautiful... Uh, Calgary Entertainment Center. You got a huge flat area overlooking the city. Anyways, you guys, uh, the, all the politicians listen. You can use that one for free. <laughs> I'm not going to charge you on my consult for that one. That's just free, free. Yeah. So, that uh, some there. yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful, right? Like the, you look over the city. It's uh, it, it's stunning. Like that's, that's the, that's the, when you're talking about location, location, location. That's uh, some beautiful land there. So. Anyways, that's uh that's again for, for the guys during the weekend. They, they they touch on gardening <laughs> once in a while. So I can yeah. I can touch on I can touch on their topics here and there. <laughs> as well. There we Anyways. Yeah. All right. Well we're gonna take a quick break and then when we get back, we got Mark Trozo, he's from Prune It Up, he's gonna call us and uh and chat about uh um trees and shrubs and pruning and all that fun stuff. Um you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary welcome back to let's talk gardening and let's talk gardening is brought to you by spruce it up calgary's year round full service garden center spruce it up green it up prune it up we got you covered and speaking of prune it up and he's got you covered we have mark trozo good morning mark oh, hey, how you doing? good how are you i'm doing very well thanks it's You're a beautiful good. sunday sun's out yeah it's not bad eh yeah, not too bad at all. Yeah, you gonna climb some trees today or what? <laughs> Definitely not today, but uh no? the, the crews will be back out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nice They're gonna to be swing
2: around swing around and make things look pretty again.
0: Nice. Awesome. Yeah, they uh I was fortunate enough to uh, get in uh, in the queue for some pruning at my place and the guys did a phenomenal job. They shaped some of my big spruce that uh hadn't had any work done for a long time, so you guys came in and tidied it all up for me. Looking yeah. awesome. So Yeah, yeah. the guys so came okay. in and took took some Go. dead wood out and did a little bit of thinning to get some
2: a bit more light in your backyard with that nice pool and uh absolutely you know, took took in some width and uh blended to the top, made made them look uh
0: natural but a bit uh, more groomed, right? Absolutely. Um so what's at this time of year what what's you guys's focus like what are you looking at doing if uh for for the most part when well, you're when you're looking in february march pruning
2: so every year it's kind of been
0: a little bit different just because of what we've been
2: going uh what we've had happen to us in in uh in the fall late fall right so this year um or last year i should say we had uh that early cold uh with a lot of snow that was really heavy so there was, there was a lot of damage, right? So yeah. uh, stuff like columnar aspens, um, they, uh, they got the heavy snow on them and they started to look really droopy. Um, so, you know, we come in and can do some corrective pruning, um, you know, try and force the tree to kind of grow back up into that pillar form. I know that uh, an older practice was kind of banding them to, to keep them in that shape if, if they yeah. did suffer some damage. But after a while, if you keep those bands on the trees, start to, re, to start to rely on them, right? So, you know, by doing some corrective pruning, you may may create a few holes in the tree and it look a little bit bare, but they just fill in so quickly, um, you wouldn't even know it in a season or two later, right? And then now you're, you just have that natural shape and you don't have the bands on there worrying if they're going to break um, you know so been doing a lot of corrective pruning on those um, also you know like big willows uh, elm trees green ash um, lots of storm damage from that heavy stove so doing that corrective pruning um, obviously this time of year we do elm pruning because we only have till uh, the April 1st to do that
0: so we have so, only so end of March that's th- that we have to have pruning stops on elms at that time eh yeah city so
2: puts the pruning back on on the first
0: of April. so okay, and so why is that? so why is there a um... so, so right now,
2: um, as far as I know, there's there's no cases of Dutch elm disease in Calgary. So the okay. city places a pruning ban on. so if you're making a cut on an elm tree when the tree is not dormant, um, it releases a pheromone which which attracts the bark beetle. And the bark beetle carries Dutch elm disease. So by pruning the tree while it's dormant, it's not releasing that pheromone, which isn't attracting the the bark beetle. Oh. So you have to kind of follow the rules. And and most tree companies here, they they do. Um, so you know you 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 follow those rules, and if everybody kind of gets on board, then uh, everything can stay nice. Because if you go east. Um, you don't see a lot of big, healthy elm trees. They've they've all been uh, desiccated, and and uh, you know they're, they're either dead. And or... so, the
0: Dutch elm disease is a uh, is is a a bug or a fungus or what what is it? It's
2: it's spread from the bug. So, um, the the it's a fungal. So it's spread from from the bark beetle that that uh, they've carried the disease. So. Okay. That's why we have to follow these rules and make sure everybody's kind of on board. And then also on top of doing the elms and, and the storm damage stuff, uh, we're also doing black knot because obviously it's a lot easier to spot this time of year.
0: Yeah. And so, so let's maybe let's, I'm seeing a bit more of that again. Um, So why don't we let people know, like, what is black knot? I always say it looks like a burnt marshmallow on the end of a stick on your tree, if you have a Schubert or a Mayday. But maybe you can go a little more detail. Like, let's let people know what it is and what we can do to help you out.
2: Yeah, so it's it's another fungal.
0: Um, It starts in the tips of the branches, and it does look like that
2: burnt marshmallow on the tips. Um, If left too long, it could spread into the trunk, and then the tree will decline and, and eventually die so you know if you spot a few um and like i said it's this time here year super easy to spot um just go out in your yard and look around and if you see them we got to get those cut back um you know you really want to get it cut back probably about a foot to a foot and a half from where you see um the burnt marshmallow look on the stick and uh and then hopefully uh, you don't see any reoccurrence. But you want to do, um, after you do that in the spring here, you want to boost the health of the, the tree as well. So lots of deep watering, um, like you always talked about, and then you can do root injections uh, just to boost the health because the pest and disease go after trees that are, are less uh, healthy. So the, the better put forward on, on all this, uh, on all your trees, the less likely reoccurrences
0: absolutely well then like we talked before too like when you have dead damage or disease branching on on your trees and shrubs you're not wasting that good energy on trying to revive old wood or diseased wood or black knot wood if you get rid of it clean it up tied up then like you're saying the energy goes to good healthy new growth healthy growth yeah so, it's
2: important yeah, give and the there's tree, some... give the tree a bit more chance to to recover from it, and uh, and just I mean it looks a lot nicer as well, right? Not seeing that. So yeah. I mean, just a quick walk around in your yard, um, do a visual inspection of of you know up in the canopy. Look for those swollen tips. Look for broken branches. You can you can uh, walk up to the trunk. Look up to the trunk. Look uh, around the trunk and see if you see any cracking um and then the other thing too is if you know, if you're just not feeling confident confident enough to kind of spot these things just give us a shout at prune it up and we'd be happy to come out and do an inspection put a pruning plan together for you um kind of get you where you need to um and then you know just see see the results from uh taking care of all the details of the no process. and I've been
0: you guys have been getting some killer five star reviews and and just spending a bit of time with the crew like at my place and seeing them a bit more um they're into it like they're they're loving the trees and and they they just talk about the standards they call it the mark standards <laughs> and uh, i know at my place um i seen matt yesterday at a an event he's one of our up-and-coming arborists and he's pumped and he goes because I hear we have to go back and do a little tidy up. I go, well, why? I thought it was great. He goes, no, no. Mark said we missed um, some <laughs> missed some hairs or something. So he was all all excited. So I said, hey, hey, no worries. We'll figure that out. Anyway, Mark, just hang on. I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, sure. When we get back, we'll we'll chat a little bit more. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Emerald Coombs and I am here with Mark Trozo and we have terry in the background we'll try and bring him in here for a couple uh pruning questions as well so mark we we started touching on um on on the pruning and black knot um some thinning out with the snow cover like this year it's a little harder to do some of the shrubs and things like that um so i guess we just we wait on some stuff until uh until we get some more melting and things like that so what other kind of things are are you guys looking out for right now um in terms of shrubbery or more more yeah, on the just the trees yeah the more the upper stuff um
2: so a lot of people um and you guys know this too for first springtime uh everybody starts going out in their yards and they start doing their projects so um like this time of year is a good time to do you know that that removal that might be in the way for the next project um so we do get those calls somebody might be doing a garage or uh whatever something's just too close to the house removal is a good time uh to do it because you don't have to worry about you know if we're dropping bigger bigger pieces of wood uh you know damaging the lawn uh from divots or or whatever so that that's something to look for um Again, the spruce deadwoods, this is a good time to do those um, just to get, uh, like we, we were saying earlier, um, have the tree focus on the healthier parts. So t- removing that deadwood and then the tree can focus on the healthier parts because that deadwood is now gone. Absolutely.
0: And um, it's, it's, yeah. it's big in trees. Like I already see it like in those spruce trees that you guys cleaned out. You just see the airflow the color almost changes and they just become like happier, like they cleaned up and then they can focus on growing and, yeah. uh, and do what they do. Right. Which is, and that's the idea. And, and the guys were, we were talking about, um, and I probably wasted a bit of their time the other day on, on the site, but we were just talking about um, structure and, and they had a customer that said to them, Like a really like she's happy like her trees are awesome structured. Goes she goes, but you can't really tell that you guys have pruned them. She goes, but that's what's the good thing about it. Like you're not really looking to a lot of times is to unless you're doing that total shaping or Mm -hmm. if something's done up. But you're not looking to. uh, It's not a price per cut thing like it's sort of you're trying to set the structure and sometimes you can ruin a structure by cutting too much out of your tree and and people wanting to say well i'm paying so much i expect to see like a haircut i come in with a mullet and i leave with a Uh, buzz cut right and then that's like it's uh you want to see that but that's not necessarily um a good and when you mentioned it earlier is a more of a pruning program i guess
2: yeah yeah
0: you should uh well, first, when you what you were saying about the the
2: of the, the overcutting, it's pretty common common mistake. Uh, when you when you're pruning for structure, you just want to get those crossing, rubbing branches out in the deadwood. So when when you're doing these structure cuts, as that tree's growing, if you get those branches that are crossing and rubbing and, and create a little growing space as the tree gets bigger, uh, you won't have that damage or uh, overcrowding in the tree because when it was younger um, you eliminated some of those Um, so that's that's the big reason for it and a lot of guys newer in the industry or maybe just not as experienced they they eliminate too much more in the lower part of the tree Um, it's kind of called lion's tailing so um, most most of the lower branches are gone and then you'll just have The tips that are really full, and it it just—it's not healthy for the tree. And it's just don't like if if you're having that, um, it's just not healthy for the tree. It's harder for it to recover,
0: so we really have to
2: watch for that. Um, I did have a question for the two of you um, that I am getting asked quite a bit about this year. Last last fall, um, we got that really cold minus 30 earlier than we normally do now a yeah. lot of these fruit trees all had their leaves still on them so now when you look outside a lot of the fruit trees still have their leaves they're holding on to these leaves um this is kind of the first season that i've really noticed it and everyone's asking me well what's going to happen this year am i going to see fruit am i not going to see fruit um i have a little theory but i i just uh i just wanted to see what you guys thought on that
0: terry
1: yeah i've noticed that too um and i think so long as uh people did the right thing um and i mean there's only so much that we can do uh we have to leave sort of the the rest up to, to mother nature but generally in the fall um we try to um maybe as we round the corner into the latter part of uh September into October, maybe keep the, the the soil in those areas a little drier and just to promote that that leaf drop yeah and then once that's occurred, um, then maybe uh, we increase that watering just before dormancy so that it, you know goes into um, winter with a nice moist soil pack around that root ball so possibly those trees you know maybe they you know they just had that continuous watering through. Through the fall, um, and then maybe just didn't promote that leaf drop. Um, I guess it's my first suspicion, but um, so long as they've you know done that good deep water going to the fall, I think they should be just fine. Um, so do you
2: do you think that they'll everyone will see less fruit production this year because the, cause the leaves have to drop first before bud break and then flower, right? So right, um, yeah, that's kind of the common what I've been getting asked
1: yeah and like i said i have I have noticed that this year, but um we'll we'll wait and see every year's a little bit different in terms of you know um of, of that that flower production right mm-hmm. um on on how it was fertilized you know the year before uh can play a big part on that so um i think as a as a gardener for doing all the right things in terms of using the right fertilizer on it um watering and stopping our watering at the right times. Uh, like I say, to promote that leaf drop in the fall. Um, i I can't see that you know those you know uh, rains and winds we get in the spring that will will take care of the the leaves that are on there right now,
0: yeah yeah, i I, I agree. I don't think it's gonna affect it shouldn't affect the growth later on. Um, it is, because they're just sort of hanging on there and really not doing nothing like they've they've all gone dormant and everything, and then. Once we get those spring winds a bit, and I noticed that there was a big gasp in two doors down for me that still had full leaf. Um, and every time the wind, it it's lost most of it now. It keeps, so I, I I'm I don't think it should affect it. Yeah, um, Are you
2: guys on the same page as as I am about you know doing the the spring fertilizer to, to absolutely you
0: know, force force the leaf drop to push the bud break absolutely yeah you want to do that and get that nutrients into the into the into the soil producing that phosphate get it going getting the buds going and uh absolutely it's a our soil has no um, nutrients in it unless we're feeding it there's really not a lot like and that's why we have such simple trees that grow here natively like you have your aspens some of the spruce and things like that like our soil isn't Complex for, for a lot of the different trees that we want to grow into our into our soil. So we need to help do that by supplementing the the soil with compost fertilizers, the deep root fertilizer program that you guys do. Like I said to you before, I was a huge advocate of that. I I seen that I have the big willows in my backyard, Um, and they're planted at the same time as the neighbors and I lived there for 3 years and when you guys started doing it all of a sudden mine shot up like 4 or 5 feet higher and thicker, greener like it was uh it was yeah, awesome. It so, makes a huge difference. Absolutely. So, hey Mark, well thanks for for calling in. Um we're going to we're going to head to a break, but uh thanks for everything and no uh, if you need Is to call Mark. Big? He's Yeah, Mark's uh I'll be waiting there on the pruned up phone line. Shout and uh, he'll come by and, and uh, for a visit and uh, have a look at all your trees. All right, awesome. we're going to take a quick break. We are listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I am here with Terry Kemper. Always good info And uh, Mark comes on and uh, shares some of his pruning knowledge with us. And uh, and uh, it, it's just good. He has a great crew. Um That are doing all the pruning and that on the Prune It Up division. Good group of guys that are uh, loving it, learning, 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 learning good stuff. So uh, I know it's pretty awesome. So, anyways, Terry, we're going to go. I think we have Leslie on the line. Let's uh, call up Leslie. Good morning, Leslie. Hello. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? I
3: have a uh, money tree that's probably five feet tall and the leaves are turning brown, kind of half brown, half green. And the new foliage, when it gets there, the leaves are tinier.
0: It's time to harvest those $20 bills, eh? No. <laughs> 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 That'd be nice, eh? it turns brown, <laughs> flip, up some, flip up some bills. Um, uh, money trees, they, they do like a lot of humidity. Um, they're very susceptible to that dry, and and you're going to get it here in the winter. A bit more, and the the ends of the leaves will dry out, and and that the, you will get that a fair bit. Is it more on the older ones, like the bigger leaves? Yeah, they don't
1: really dry out; they just turn color. Like half of them are green, and the other ones are kind of brownish yellow, and then yeah, they fall they fall off. And
0: yeah, and that's a normal shedding there. process through this time of year as well. So you'll see some brown tips on them, and then they will lose some of their leaves. They do like to be fed like a twenty twenty twenty, 20 a 30 10, 10 at this time of year as well. Um, once you get into the days, are starting to get longer here once we hit March. Is it fairly root-bound as well, or is it – because I find yeah. those when you see them in the stores and when we get them in, they always seem to be fairly root-bound.
1: It's been moved to another pot, but I, I guess after all this time, it's quite old. So I would imagine it probably is probably
0: is yeah, 3, It's 000. probably time to yeah. You sh- it's time to revitalize that soil. I would say as well, because um, they they have a lot of foliage on them, usually pretty heavy trunks, um, and they 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 don't mind. Um, and I said, if it's been a few years, I would definitely recommend time to find a new pot for it. Transplanted into some nice potting soil, and uh, and you'll see a big difference. And just do it on a regular feeding program, sort of that once a month or once every couple months with just a good all-purpose, like a 20-20-20 or something like that, and you should be good yeah. to go.
3: Great. Thank you very much.
0: All right. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks for the call.
3: You bet. Have a good
0: day. You too. Take care. Um, Terry, this time of year, like, we do see, like, even, like, we get a lot of trot people coming in, we get pictures sent to us. The humidity is, uh, is a challenge at this time of year.
1: Yeah, big time. Um, we just live in such a dry part of the world, uh, and with our, our heat on now, um, through the winter, um, our naturally dry environment combined with our, you know, our, our warmed environments inside really is, um, not the greatest for those plants that like that, you know, that condition of that, you know, continual humidity, um, consistently moist soils. Uh, so, those plants we need do need to be a little bit more diligent in what we're doing for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and a little, little extra humidity. You don't really want to start misting them. Um, best thing to do is if you can get a humidifier into your furnace, um, get good, consistent humidity going in the house. That way is kind of your best bet and it's good for you and it's good for, it's good for a lot of your furniture and, uh, and also good for your plants as well. So um, yes. something like that, get a, get a good quality uh, humidifier installed, um, change the, the filters on that sort of monthly or clean them out depending on how hard your water is and yeah. uh, those kind of things. Um, and, and I know we there's some rocks, um, you can fill trays with rocks, but it's just something you end up having to do continuously um our summers i feel have changed the last uh few years I, I we're getting humidity which is unheard of like in the past like our summers have actually been warm and kind of humid they've been pretty like almost feeling like feels like uh a, like you're in on summer vacation out in bc in the okanagan almost um which is kind of nice it's we're yeah. getting some and I, and i think it it helps our plants as well so anyways hopefully we continue on that uh, on that on that verge of uh, a little bit of humidity here and uh, with a little bit as our our cycle of weather up and down so anyways it's always always interesting to see how it, how it changes if you'd like to join us phone lines are wide open 974 039748255 if you'd like to join Terry and I we're going to take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on QR Calgary Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. That's one of my favorite musicians, uh, John Cougar. Always good to to hear that, and uh, and we'll talk a little gardening. And we have Shania, Shania on the line. Good morning, Shania. Hey, morning. How are you? Morning.
4: Good. How are you?
0: Good. Good. How can we help you?
4: Uh, my dad gave me Concord grape sticks from uh, his grapevines in Nova Scotia uh and i stuck them in a mason jar with some paper towel and they've grown maybe two inches every two days they're growing like weeds and i'm just wondering how i make this transition because my last ones i killed um and if it's a seasonal thing and what i should plant them in and um
0: yeah i'll let terry uh take this one hey terry you want to help her out there
1: yeah, so it sounds like you're doing everything right. Um, just make sure that you are uh, you don't have them in too big of a pot. So uh, I think that's um, where we err a lot of times is we put um, plants in, you know, bigger pots, thinking that it's going to, we want to make sure that you're, you've sized the pot to the size of the cuttings that you've got. Um, okay. And then just make sure that they don't dry out. Um you got them in lots of sun right now?
4: Uh, they're on like a, they have like indirect light and they're right next to a heater.
1: Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, that's all we can do. Uh, treat it like I would say, uh, as you would a house plant. Um, don't, um, don't get into that routine of, of, um, watering on a schedule. Uh, pay attention to, you know, that soil, uh, watch how long it's taking it to dry out. Um, and, uh, just be conscious of that so that we don't overwater them. But, um, yeah, it sounds like you're doing everything right. I wouldn't be fertilizing them just yet. Um, oh, they're, 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 they're new plants, you said, right?
4: Uh, my dad just cut sticks, and I didn't think anything would come of it. And, like, a month okay. later, they all budded, and they all
1: started to grow. So they, um, sound, they sound like they're happy. So I wouldn't do a whole lot more different than what you're doing. sounds like what you're doing is, is working just fine. It's
4: um, reached a point now that they're so they're in a clear mason jar wrapped in paper towel, and they're so long. They're like some of the the stems are uh, or some of the the vines growing are like five feet long, oh, and wow. they're hanging down. And the little leaves on them. I sent you guys a few pictures of them, but the little okay. leaves on them are starting to burn up a little bit. I'm not sure if it's from the heater or maybe some of the sun touching it, but um, okay. yeah.
1: So you haven't planted them. You don't have them in soil
4: just yet, right? They're just in a cup full of water, and I just keep filling of it. Cup full water. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what I would do is, like I say, don't oversize the pot, um, but um, I would get those into some soil now. Um, get a good quality potting mix, um, plant those up, and uh, get the mud of that water out of that mason jar.
4: And what kind of potting mix? Because the soil in Nova Scotia is like red. Compared to here it's like black right. soil here and red soil in the east or redder.
1: yeah I would just get a good quality like a pro mix um, um, potty mix I know spruce enough we have our own um, potty mix which is excellent um, it's what I use in all my house plants and uh, works fantastic so um, yeah I would just do that and uh, and then get them in that soil and I yeah. think uh, anything that you've got um, really vining out like that, um, I think you'd be safe to just pinch that back uh, at this point, um, and and let energy go into sort of the the, the those starting leaves um, rather than it you know thinking that it's going to you know send out um, vines and directing its energy elsewhere, right? We okay. want to stop that. So,
4: and what's a good time of year to plant it outside? I read that it needs 150 days of of frost free or something, but right uh alberta only offers 130 days i believe i read so yeah
1: that that's going to be you know a bit of a challenge there but i mean that's the beauty of garden right we can try it and see um Mm -hmm. so i would start to introduce
0: those um outside uh once we rounded the corner into may um they're going to hey, be- Terry, I'm just going to interrupt really quick here. We're just coming okay. up on the end of the, for the, we have to take our news break. Okay. Um, but we will just, we're going to put you on hold and then we'll get back and we'll finish up because I have a few other things I want to add to this and ask. <laughs> right now, we're going to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and I'm here with Terry Kemper. And we're going to go back to Shania and we're going to chat about her grapes a little bit more hi shanea hi hi we'll let uh terry finish uh, up with that then i have a couple um questions and a couple comments on this as well okay, okay terry you want to finish up there you're talking about getting them ready to transplant and that as well is there roots already on there Shania?
4: they are i sent you guys pictures of them they're just in a little like like a little mason jar uh, and the mason jar is they're much bigger than the mason jar now. And it's like four sticks and they're all growing like at least three or four vines off of each stick.
0: Okay. Yeah. Actually I, I wasn't able to get the pictures. Did you see them Terry or? No, I didn't. Not yet. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so I would, I would, like I was saying, definitely
1: get those planted in some soil um, and then uh, just watch your watering on them. Um <clears throat> Uh, being careful not to just water on the schedule, but um, let that soil um, dry out a little bit um, so that you're not um, drowning those things. And then as we round the corner into, um, I would say, probably um, mid mm, to the end of March, uh, you could probably start introducing um, a uh, f- uh, probably a half-strength fertilizer, like 15, 30, 15, something with a higher middle number that's going to promote that root development. Okay, And then they'll be real happy once they start getting that. Um, the, uh, the thing you'll want to watch too is as we um, get into May uh, is that you're going to want to introduce them slowly outside. So you're going to want to put them out for a little bit because that new growth is going to be quite um, soft having grown inside. So you'll pop them outside for a bit, um, bring them back in. Uh, do that. Uh, repeatedly through through may and then by the end of may they should be in good shape for you to to be planting out in your garden
0: do you have a spot
4: all the sticks should i separate them and make four separate plants or should i plant them all together because right now it's four sticks they all have separate vines they all have separate uh growth on them uh so do i divide them and make more or do i keep them together and
1: uh each individual stick has roots on it right
4: yeah yeah i didn't think anything would come of it but now they're like it's incredible how much they've grown yeah so um
1: i mean a picture would definitely help but i would probably pop pop them into like a uh, like a 15 centimeter um pot uh each one um just so that that root system
0: uh, can develop individually in each pot
4: okay okay You
0: yeah, do four separate plants for sure yeah. And do you, where, do, where are you going to put them in your yard is sort of my next question. is um, uh, Do you have a, a spot?
4: Of a, I have a back corner of a fence, and it sees about 14 hours of sun a day. Uh, okay. And home in Nova Scotia, my dad has them. There's an abundance of them. Like, I've never seen anything like it. It's like a vineyard. Um, and so, my dad, he just throws compost out. Like, he doesn't do yeah, anything. Yeah, no, compost. and that's...
0: Like they have a different soil, so you're gonna have to get it a little bit more acidic, a little bit. But also, the most important part with grapes is the winter time as well, is is keeping them frozen over the winter. So you want to ensure like that's a super honey sunny spot, and probably the the snow melts there. I'm assuming it's up against a fence or up against a building or something.
4: Yeah, yeah, up against the fence. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're going to want to create some vines, some way to, to tie it up so it can go upwards as well. But you you probably want to put some mulch or something around the root system and do snow farming like in the winter. Like when we get any kind of snowfall, try to like bury them, like put as much snow around them as possible. Okay. And uh, to keep them frozen because cause those are really, the grapes are a hardwood as well. So it's similar like with birch. And some of the maples and when we're when we're pushing the zone a little bit because they're a zone four so we're zone three and it's not the temperature that kills them it's our chinooks it's those beautiful warm days and uh so we want to ensure that they stay frozen for the winter um so you maybe even want to yeah cover them up um, a little bit of snow um ensure that they stay frozen over the winter some nice bark mulch over. Put three or four inches of bark mulch around the the base when you when you plant them, and after that, just to help keep the moisture and uh, and keep them. Make sure it's not raw bark mulch, so it's stealing the nutrients out. Like a good okay. composted bark mulch that you get at the garden center. Like don't get one from a from an arborist or something like that. Um, okay. So just get a good quality mulch of some sort, and uh, you should be good. And that sounds like the perfect spot. Nice hot. Um, So we should be uh, eating grapes and drinking wine in no time.
4: Well, I'm hoping I get some wine
0: out of this. Well, hey, and uh, it it, it takes a bit. So, um, but you're on the right track, I think. And with the advice Terry's given you and the spot you got um, and continue feeding with that 15-30-15, that's fertilizer they like. And then just make sure you have some sort of – uh like a trellis or some sort of uh, a wire climbing system for them to climb up and you should mm-hmm. be good
4: to go okay that's great that's i feel confident now in planting them that i'm not going to kill them hopefully not yeah
0: yeah <laughs> no if you have good. a good root system going you you should be good
4: okay great i'll uh, send you pictures i sent you these pictures but i don't know if you guys received them
0: but uh yeah no and you just texted them to the same phone number 9748255 Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. maybe try again. I don't think they came through, but uh, yeah, I'd love to see him and, and keep us posted.
4: Okay, great. Will do. I'll probably be down to your center there.
0: Yeah, Terry, i usually roaming around there every day, so come on by. <laughs>
4: That's great. I really appreciate this, you guys. All
0: right. Thank you. Thanks, a lot. Bye-bye. Awesome. Love, love that kind of stuff, Terry, like when uh, especially it came from her father's grapes uh, down east and and to be able to grow them and propagate them like that, that's uh, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it makes them a little more meaningful, for sure.
0: Absolutely. So we want to hopefully help with some success on that. And we do have enough time. We're going to go to uh, Duncan. Duncan's on the line. Good morning, Duncan. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. How can we help you?
5: Um, I have an apple tree in the back. It's about 15 years old. Mm-hmm. We had a whole lot of apples last year off at their, it's a gala, But all the leaves on the tree are still there. They're
0: all brown. I'm mm-hmm. surprised they didn't fall off. Yeah, we had we had a bit of that last year. It's just we got hit with that early cold snap a bit early on in the in the fall. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting about that earlier. There's not really much you can do. Um yeah, you can try to shake them off a bit or things like that or but really they're gonna fall off as soon as the buds start breaking. Oh, okay. and we get a bit of wind going are just it'll all come off and i don't think you should be concerned i would make sure that in the early spring like once the ground starts thawing make sure you do that slow deep watering
5: mm-hmm.
0: and then hit them with a 15 30 15 <laughs> fertilizer yeah. or or get pruned up they do the deep root injection into the roots okay that'll push out the new growth but uh yeah you should be good to go it's uh it, it's something that it just happens. It's a temperature thing. And like we mentioned earlier to the earlier callers, it, once you get into September, like August, September, slow down on the watering, let the tree shut down, and then once we get to the end of September, October, we start watering again to water them in good for the winter.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah. All righty. I have another question. Okay. Um, I have three small cactus plants. One of them has long spines on it and it's growing like crazy. Now I have two other ones, one's like an oval and the other one's a long spiny thing. very narrow. They're both dying. And I don't know why.
0: Um typically a cactus dies from too much water. Oh, okay. Um if if you are watering it a bit more to to help it along. That's typically some of the reason why a cactus will die, or lack of light if it needs to be in a nice, bright spot.
5: Okay.
0: Um, Yeah. Other than that, um, cactus usually, there's not a lot you can do too wrong because they don't have a big root system. It's typically overwatering if people try and keep them too wet or if the soil is a little bit too heavy. So make sure you have a good potting soil in there, nice, light potting soil.
5: it's, it's It's for cactus plants.
0: Yep. Okay, you should be good. Are you, are you watering maybe a little bit too much or? Probably. Okay, yeah, and I, I can, can tell by maybe uh, your reaction. It when I so said that. Moving around so it's sitting
5: uh, in a south-facing window.
0: Okay, so which it is gets good. About
5: five hours of sunlight a day during the summer.
0: Yep. Sounds good. So it should be good. Just let them dry out in between waterings. Let them dry out really good, and okay. uh, just try and get into a nice tight or a nice sunny spot as best you can. So will they come uh, back or am I just uh, wasting um, my time? It's hard to tell. Like, can you text us a couple pictures and then Terry and I can have a look and i will see kind of how far they've gone and uh, we'll have a look and uh, see what we can come up with for you.
5: Okay. So what's
0: your email address? You can just text it to the same number. If you text at 403-974-8255. Okay. You can text us a couple pictures and we'll get them right away. Okay.
5: Thank you very much.
0: Awesome, thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Hey, Terry, like you said, there's not much with a, with a cactus that um, is typically when they're dying, unless they've had a fungus or overwatering is the one thing if their roots get rotted out on them. And yeah. that's – we we tend to kill things with kindness. They start – something starts looking a little bit, eh. So we oh, – I better give it some more water. I better give it some more water, yeah. Give it some more, more stuff, right? And uh,
1: just and like you, to- when you're sick – yeah, exactly. I have this theory about cactus too. Is that if you think your cactus needs water, um, or, and I do have a few myself, uh, I generally will hold off uh, another week or two um, over and above what I think it needs. Um, just making sure that I'm not giving that thing too much water. Um, Absolutely. And, and again, like like you've talked about before too, just getting yourself off of a schedule, um, a watering schedule, right? Um, so we're you know every Sunday I go around the house and water all the plants um sort of try to break that habit and and pay more attention to the actual condition of the soil yeah um because you know cactus you might get away with just watering you know um once a month during the winter
0: right absolutely totally yeah no and that's all they need and they like you said in the desert even when it's 30 degrees like it might not rain for for a month or two right and uh And they they survive, and that's sort of why they don't have very big root systems. They they pull the water up into their body and they store it, and uh, and then go from there. But uh, I agree totally. Um, That's typically the only thing is, and the only thing is to help something if it's rotted out like that is just drying it out, try and get the roots healthy again. Um, So Duncan, one other thing, if you're still listening, if you've dried it out and you feel the roots, you might even want to hit it with a bit of Rage Plus. Um, that helps get build the tissue up. It'll help build the root system up again and uh, and get it back to doing what it's doing. But we'll take a look and see what it looks like, and then we'll go from there. But right now, we're going to take a break. If you want to join us, um, Terry and I, if you have any questions, gardening, we'd love to answer them. 403 974-8255 that is the talk and text line we're going to take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary welcome back to let's talk gardening i'm earl coombs and i'm here with terry kemper and if you'd like to join us phone lines are wide open 403 974-8255 hey terry got a quick text here for you it says good morning your show is the highlight of my week. Well, that's very nice. Thank you so much. Um, I have two Haskup, about twelve years old. They've never been trimmed, and are real rat's nest. Can uh, can I thin them out at this time of year? What what are your thoughts, Terry, on those?
1: Uh, for for hascups, I think I would still probably delay a little bit um, in, into March. There's not a I guess a huge advantage of doing it now. Uh, between now and and, and March but that you know as we round that mid-March range uh, you certainly get out there I'd probably focus on pruning out that that oldest um, uh, wood in there allowing that uh, that newer um, that newer growth to sort of take the lead Um, you could probably get in there and be after 12 years you could probably get in there and be quite aggressive with 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 the prune on those so Um, but yeah I just focus on the getting that older wood out and then any crossing branches, um, then prune for shape. Um, be conscious that uh, that is a, a flowering, flowering shrub, so um, you're you're going to want to uh, make sure you're Yeah, don't lightly. trim
0: the top or anything, right? Like just I would, I would thin be out trimming, branches. Yeah,
1: just going right to the base and, and thinning that out. Like I wouldn't take them down and buzz them, but just get that oldest wood out of there, um, open that up a little bit, and um, yeah, make sure you're... Um, doing, you know, fifteen thirty fifteen on that, um, just to get the maximum out of that plant.
0: Absolutely. I was yeah. I was really surprised how big they can get. I know we were doing a landscape job in, in Lake Bonavista a couple of years and went in the backyard. They had about eight um huge um ups. They're like six, seven feet high and this thick. I was just I was really quite surprised uh how big they can get. And uh, and they produced. I call them like the prairie blueberry. Yeah. And and they're they're great and they're supposed to be like, and I like they're they're nice and tasty. But they're uh, like they're sort of because blueberries in Calgary, to be honest, like you can grow them. Um, you're not going to get huge bumper crops, but these are um propagated and uh, came out of Siberia. So they're a fruit that are made to produce here. They live to produce here, and they and they will produce here. And uh, and you get a nice a nice real berry, and and some larger amounts if you're growing them properly. So it, it's kind of cool when you can get that kind of stuff going.
1: Yeah, that that is the nice thing about them is that they they do um, establish fairly quick. So if you're taking you know um, two gallon sized plants home, um, they do need um, um, they do best with the having a the right cross pollinator. Um, and uh, we have charts for that to figure out which ones uh, go with which. But, um, you know, three or four plants planted in the yard, uh, established fairly quick. And for sure, I put my energy into growing hascaps uh, over blueberries any day.
0: Absolutely. Because, yeah. like I said, they're just they're for our zone, right? And same with a lot of the cherries. There's so many good cherries that you can grow here, like the Romance Series, the Romeos, the, the Juliet, that whole... Romance series out of the University of Saskatchewan. Yeah, um, there's there's some great and lots of great fruit, like good apples, really good pears. Um, there's some plum varieties and uh, and a few different things that you can grow here. So, um, and we, I, I'm curious, to hear, we're we're definitely gonna be pushing the zone on. We have those uh, Asian or Russian peaches. peaches I can't remember yeah. what they. Yeah, we have some peach trees that we're going to try and grow on. And uh, I might have to uh, get my buddy Dwayne out. On. They have a little orchard just on the west side of Cowrie. Maybe I'll plant them in his orchard and uh, we'll grow them there and see if they survive. And then we'll, we'll see if we can have some peach cobbler in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> Duane will charge us for the after I put him in the yard, so I have to. We'll have to watch him, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe we just won't uh, tell him. <laughs> ab- absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's just that. But uh, now he has a, he has a good spot where we planted to uh, a few trees in an orchard over the years with them. So uh, I know they harvest a bunch. So which is which is pretty cool. Anyway, so it it is good to push the zone and 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 have some fun with a lot of your trees and shrubs if you have the right area and the more and more that a lot of the tree companies and the propagators the growers like they're traveling and going up in the forests in asia and europe and different places where they're the same zone as us because a lot of the nurseries that are in bc their biggest customers are in the prairies, so like all those guys in Cologne and all that, like 90% of their product comes to Alberta. So they're right. growing Alberta product, zone three, zone four product. And we've been working with them for a, for a number of years, like over 50, 60, 70 years. And not myself, but the, the companies in, in Calgary and in our area, bringing in um, all kinds of different plants from there. As long as the zone is right and the timing's right, um, the survival rate's going to be survival rate's going to be really good, and and they can just grow things much more cost effective than some of the nurseries here on certain varieties. Um, and the transition is great, and that's why we've been able to with our growers, and we feel very confident. We offer a two year warranty on all our trees and shrubs, and 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 a lot of it, people don't have to utilize them. They've we have a great survival rate on a lot of our product that we bring in, so um, I'm proud of our growers. They do a good job for us. Great, job. and who yeah. we work with. So it's a it's pretty cool. Anyways, um, any other plants that you're kind of looking forward to this year, Terry? And actually, sorry, I'm gonna have, we're probably uh, probably the wrong question to ask right at the. i gonna we have to be more firm on our in and out times because with the FM, they used to be able to fudge in my 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 long-winded uh conversation sometimes <laughs> but now that we're we tied in with fm we've got to be chop no like chop uh, yeah 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 renee on the other line our producer she she's on me so she has to keep me in line a lot more <laughs> so when we hit a certain time there's no uh there's no plane so we're in the we're in the 28 so we got to take a break here if you want to join us 403-974-8255 the last half hour you're listening to Let's talk gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back. to Let's talk gardening, and let's talk gardening is brought to you by Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered, and we got uh, a few texts going on, Terry. And what did it, what I what was the question I asked you just as we went to break? Do you remember what I was talking about?
1: I think you were just sort of leaning into uh you know ideas I have heading into uh, this growing season, things that I might be looking at doing differently. Yeah, what
0: do you Yeah, what do, and what do you what kind of plants are you looking forward to to maybe adding or 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 deleting out of your out of your life or into your garden?
1: Yeah, I really want to try and focus on um uh growing more um things that I can uh, more edibles. So more things that I can, you know, put that time and resource into, uh, you know, um, vegetable gardening. um, And not necessarily on a large scale. Um, I'd like to even do some things around the store where we're promoting um, growing edibles in containers, for example, right? Um, And maybe inspiring sort of, you know, a a generation um, that maybe hasn't grown their own food in the past. Um, A little more connection to, you know, where their food comes from.
0: Absolutely and we have some great right at the till right now we have some great um, raised garden um, products um, that are yeah, good do, cause they're not yep. huge like you can carry them out um, but it's a great way to even just start and you could just you could even move them in and out like on a day like this where it's plus 10. you could have them outside and then just bring them in at night and on the warm days you can put it outside take the lid off. Um, get that good sunshine on it, um, but it, that's the perfect. Great right now, if you want to grow some lettuce, some radishes, some spinach, a yeah. few of those, yeah. they'll grow. Um, this time when it's a bit cool um, during the day, like you just get awesome flavor. Like your lettuce is that nice crispy lettuce. Because sometimes in the summertime when it gets hot, the lettuce um, and a lot of the things they, they don't have as much the sugar content. That cool nights. Harvesting in the mornings is when you're going to get that. uh, If you harvest at four in the afternoon when it's plus (laughs) thirty, yeah, your your veggies just aren't going to they they won't taste the same. Like you got to harvest, yeah, harvest first thing in the morning. Get up early, like four, five, six in the morning. Get out there, harvest your lettuce, your 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 tomatoes. Um, They're going to have the highest sugar content at that time, and it does make a difference because I I know I'm up early. I grab my coffee, and I'll go out to the patio, um, and I always have a tomato growing out there, and you grab one or two tomatoes in the morning. And it's not the best tasting thing with a coffee. I'm kind of just getting a, a reminiscent <laughs> of that, of why do I do that, but I just can't help myself because that right. tomato's there, and I have my coffee, and I, I still, but this they're very sweet, this very good tasting. Anyways. Um, so I agree so we, we we definitely have a few of those things to to do a bit more of the container I'm going to do a wall garden too because I have a real long fence that is in a super hot spot so I'm going to build some bigger window boxes and, and attach them to the wall And going to try and grow um, a few herbs and a few veggies and a few different things in in some of that and see how that goes so All right, and who do we have on the line? Tony. All right, let's bring Tony up. Good morning, Tony.
6: Good morning, Tony. Hi. Good morning, guys. How are you?
0: Doing good. We're doing great. How can we help you?
6: Good. I uh, have a couple questions. Uh, my uh, my daughter has taken a real uh, keen interest in greenhouse growing. She's you know as a young lady, she realizes no no farms, no food kind of thing, and yeah. uh, trying to um build yourself a greenhouse it's going to be like they're they currently or they just recently purchased land up in two hills alberta oh and nice. my question to you would be uh wh- where are the best or what would be the best resources in terms of going to find information about growing uh with greenhouses number one and uh the uh, second thing is is that how do you where would be the best information to source for aquaponics as well and incorporating that into your whole growing model?
0: Um, We have a great aquaponics. um, There's a couple guys in Calgary that are growing it um, and doing that. Um, So I can see if we can, and actually that's somebody we could probably look at getting on on the show. I know we had him on quite a few years ago. Um, He had tilapia fish, so he was harvesting fish and and then the byproduct afterwards as well. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's a it's it's definitely one that's been done in a big way in Calgary. So um I'll see what kind of information we can get. Um and how big of a greenhouse is, is your daughter looking at doing like just something smaller, like a ten by twenty or a ten by ten, something to start out with, or, or fairly oh, no, a little bit bigger. I, I...
6: I think that they have the resources that they're going to go bigger. I'm thinking somewhere in the area of boat uh 50 by 80 uh
0: with cost. Okay. Yeah. Are they going to do a hoop house or actual like with Lexan or or a poly house?
6: Uh it'll probably be a poly house. Uh where like she's <clears throat> she's just recently got chickens as well. She's getting goats, stuff like that. So it's a whole farming incorporation kind of thing. But uh yep. exactly where she's gonna go with the uh the farm food kind of thing, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, if she's growing in the ground, the hoop houses work really good. Like I've I've used them and, and planted in them quite a bit and grow right in the ground, but just have the have the the poly over top like a hoop house. And it's sort of the most cost effective. And uh there's a couple of places that uh you can look at getting stuff like that. Um and so i those are cuz if you get into the more structured um truss system they become quite expensive if you if you're going to do a hoop house with poly uh, you can get a pretty decent house um in the in, under the 5000 range sort of thing right yeah so okay. with a good size and if you want to add on the nice thing with the hoops you just continue your hoops if you want or uh, and then make it longer and uh, it's a it's a it's a good way to start if you can only afford ten hoops and they're usually in the five five feet apart sort of thing five to eight feet apart depending on what style of hoop you're getting All and right. uh, so that's a and there's a couple of good resources like that professional gardener in Calgary is one um, place that you can do a bit more of that uh, of the hoop style houses.
6: Okay. All right. Well, All right taking the time to take my call and uh, answer some questions for me. Thanks
0: a lot, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's a great way to grow because it does, it extends the season and it warms up the soil a little bit early. The only thing is, um, you, she'll probably want to do, do some roll-up vents um, part way up or on one side. But you just got to be careful with that too if you open them up too early you get that cold ice air going through so it's a it's it, it'll be a bit of a trial and there and if, if you feel the ice on her skin like some days it feels nice and warm up but it you know what it's like in calgary you get that bit of a wind and you can just you feel that burn a bit it's still cold um but it's nice and hot in the greenhouse so there's a few things you just got to watch when you're growing in the greenhouse in Calgary, and and airflow is is one of them as well so have a good vent system where you can have some exhaust and blowing some air through some of the larger houses like that so
6: yeah i used to uh um the front uh structure used to have a a greenhouse down in ogden i worked there as a kid and all I can remember, really, uh, all of it is just the humidity. They only grow, they only grew uh, cucumbers and tomatoes. But I'll tell you, it was just incredible. You'd walk in there with a canvas uh, coveralls on, and you'd be 30 pounds lighter because all your water weight, uh, attracting from the humidity, and also everything you burned off. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite the, it's quite the interesting uh, setup for greenhouses. In any case.
0: Absolutely, and if you're um, familiar with the Sprung people, they have an aquaponics greenhouse growing out there. Oh, as really? Well. Yeah, wow. we they did a couple years ago. I, I did a little tour with the Sprung family, and uh, they had uh, the, they had some fish and all that growing in the back of the greenhouse there. All
6: right, I'm gonna call them and take a tour. I I live close to Mount Norfolk, so this is a uh, yeah. I, yo, perfect.
0: Yeah, no, and, they're, and as you know, those people are are very generous with their time and uh, and a lot of times like to share with you. So um, by all means, I would see what kind of information you can get from out there.
6: All right. Thanks a
0: lot, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Take yeah, care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. If you want to join us, uh, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. We've had a couple of people inquiring about uh, doing a pruning um, workshop. We will definitely – I've already just texted the team, uh, Mark and Lisa and Terry. Um, They're going to get some organized, so keep keep your eyes posted on – on the social media and uh, here on the show we'll mention it when we get it um, set up with cost and stuff. Um, so Tom has asked us to add to the list. So we will definitely do that. Um, so I don't know the, quite the cost yet but we'll figure something out and uh, and we'll keep you guys posted um, as soon as possible because that's something uh, we'd love to do. And Mark is already looking forward to it. He already told me that over text so which is awesome (laughs) you know how mark likes that stuff right terry yeah and you know pruning is one
1: of those things (laughs) that you know it's kind of this i'll call it a gray area for a lot of gardeners right but once you learn how to prune properly um it definitely takes that intimidation out of it so that when you are making cuts on your tree shrubs um you're making the right cuts uh and you can do it knowing that you know uh, you're doing the right thing for that plant so that you know you're cutting into the right parts um yeah on the tree um not leaving you know um stubs and little nubs around because um, it definitely does make a difference to um promoting the you know optimal health on those things so if you can if you can educate yourself um with a little bit of pruning know-how um absolutely i know, I know that with my uh, training through the master gardener program um when i did it was still done at the zoo and we went around the zoo um and um just the like I just remember um sort of the the class before and then after the pruning class, um my confidence just skyrocketed and and knowing where to make the right cuts on those things, so yeah absolutely you prune,
0: yeah and it, and it's technique right like it's if you're if you're pruning anything that's like five feet or longer, that's a bit like two inch diameter. I take it in three cuts. Don't try and make that big cut all at once. I take the the third off the end, work your way towards the tree and just leave the last one with six inches. And that's because then you're not going to get that weight. It's not going to tear on you, Um, which is the biggest thing. Like I see when I look at pruning work done by pruning companies or different things. And I look up in the tree and I see all these tear marks and it's just, the tree can't (laughs) heal once you, once you get those tears, um it makes it a lot harder so nope. just doing those cuts um that's a big uh, red flag that i always look out for things like that the tears um big stumps again it just needs to heal and if you get too close to the trunk as well so it's yeah. finding that that sweet spot like you were saying like getting that confidence and uh and not taking too much at once and it's easy to get lost in the tree like Pull yourself off the ladder if you're on a ladder <laughs> or, or underneath the tree. Yeah. Get back out, have a look. Again, get a plan. Okay, I'm gonna take those three branches when I go back in. Because if you if you're looking up into the tree, it's easy to get yeah. um, sort of lost in it. And all of a sudden you're cutting things and you're and even if no one's with you and you cut the wrong branch off, you you look around and say, Uh oh, did anybody see me? Yeah, and,
1: and you can't I, you can't
0: put it back on. So no, no, um, you're not grafting that. Oh, yes, you could. I guess you could try your grafting process and see if you get it back <laughs> on. But um, it's not the best way to learn grafting. So, anyways, um, make sure you you have fun, um, pay attention. But again, it's little cuts at a time. Like just uh, small amounts. Don't try and uh, get in there and prune the whole thing all at one one quite swoop swoop of the tree we got to take yeah. another break here if you want to join us after the break phone lines are open 403-974-8255 uh you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary welcome back let's talk gardening we're gonna go right to the phone line we got keith on the line good morning keith hello hey there how can we help you
3: I have a couple questions. You were talking about that hoop frame um, building for a greenhouse. If a person was to set that up over an existing garden, what kind of a cost are we looking at, do you think? And then also, what's the covering? And how does the covering handle the elements, and especially things like hail, like, you know, a modern...
0: It's actually really good. It's a six-mil poly. And if we get some of those bigger hail storms, you'll get some holes poked through. Um, but for the most part, like we, we have it on some of our hoop houses and typically you'll get six years out of it. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. It stands up really well. And I have a double walled on one of our green houses for insulation. So we have air pumps that pump air in between the two layers of the poly. So all it right. creates yep. like an insulation all the way through. Yep. Um. So it really depends on the size, but for, um, for five thousand bucks, you get a, you can get yourself a really decent little greenhouse. It's kind of, it, they're not the, I guess the prettiest ones that you'll see. Um, so if that's why, if it's in the residential, like in a house or in the Calgary, no, we're, definitely. We,
3: we're on a farm, so we've got a big. Yeah, area. so it's these yeah. are
0: perfect. And that's exactly what I've used them in the past where we had some animal issues and the hail and the frost. So I just used it. We covered up a, a garden yeah, with a Hail house. And frost is, a,
3: is our issues.
0: Yeah, no, no. And that's what you're going to get. And that's just in Calgary. And uh, the biggest thing is the airflow so i i've like i said what you do is halfway or a couple three or four feet up the hoop you can put uh a a two by four and then you attach the with the poly lock on that and then from the from there down you can do roll up vents so you can roll up the um from the bottom up and so there's a there's a few different ways just to help get that airflow once you get past a lot of the heavy frost and once you get into uh, June, July, August, where you need that airflow through there, so it right. opens it up that way. But yeah, okay. it's really cost effective. Um, so and the poly, like I said, I, I would go with the good six mil poly, and it comes in various rolls and and width. Is the rolls okay. that we buy are 150 feet long, um, 32 or 50 feet wide, and so. And just make sure you're not trying to put them up on a windy day. It's, yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> I've I've been lifted up, and I've seen guys get lifted right off the ground like they're hanging on to it, and it's just yeah. they get lifted right up. It can, it's it's pretty fun when you're doing it with people who have never done it before. It's got hang on to this for dear life, and then they're okay. <laughs> uh, the, the other is. thing I'm wondering about is
3: we have an old sandal ilex, and they're at least fifty years old. Now they they are they're healthy, and they're you know they're probably. 10 feet tall or 12 feet tall but they don't bloom anymore and so we were wondering if we cut them down or like chop them down to the ground again to let them to let them uh start growing again that way we'll get the blooms out of them again but can we do that or should we do that or what can we do
0: if, if, there's, when, if they're if they're pretty healthy i would just well, feed them be, yeah Yeah, if there's not a lot of deadwood in them, I would just hit them with 15, 30, 15. Like get some, or if they're out on an acreage, like get some of our lawn fertilizer, mix that in there. But just fertilize them with a high middle number. They probably used up all the phosphate in the soil and that. And There's just nothing left. Okay, so I
3: farm, so I have access to 1151.
0: Yep. So you want something with a higher middle number. Just watch, you don't go too heavy on it with the granular because you don't want to burn it. Right. Um, so, just water them well. Maybe try do a water soluble fertilizer for, for the first bit. Oh,
3: all right. okay. All right. Yeah, because they haven't bloomed for years and we don't yeah. want to rip them off. They're
0: out. just lacking the phosphate, I would say.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll give that a world this year.
0: Awesome. All right. Thanks, okay. Keith. We got to go. Thanks for calling Thank you. in. You bet. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Terry. All right. We'll see you next week. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Go, Eagles. Go. And, uh, <laughs> We'll be here right next week getting our garden on on QR Calgary.